to celebrate the release of Joyride, an unapologetically Asian-American comedy featuring Stephanie Hsu, Ashley Park, Sherry Cola, Sabrina Wu, and Australia's very own Chris Pang, we are so excited to give you the opportunity to win a double pass to see the film. Head on over to our Instagram, at unapologeticallyazn, and check out our latest post on Thursday for your chance to win. There are five double passes up for grabs, so thanks so much to Roadshow Films for making this possible for our beautiful listeners. Unapologetically Asian, the place where we talk about navigating through adulthood as Asian Australians. Today you're joined by Tiana, Selena, Jen and Tao. Well, welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you Thank for you. having us. <laughs> Guys, if you haven't caught on by the title, we're going to be talking about, you know, something that's usually a bit taboo, taboo in the Asian household. And that is all about tattoos. And we thought, okay... Even though your girls, Tiana and Selena, we got a few, we, we got a bit of ink. <laughs> <laughs> but we thought, okay, we need the experts. So we reached out to these amazing boss ass bitches. So Tao and Jen, welcome. Tell us a bit about oh yourself. Oh, wow. I'm like, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, thank you for having us. I think like, I mean, for myself, like I've only been tattooing for a short amount of time I've only been doing this for maybe I would say six months and in full time probably four months so I'm not really an expert but I'm very flattered um but yeah no I I do fine line tattoos so I guess in terms of the tattoo style it's very you know dainty very minimalistic um but yeah I've only been doing a short amount of time so but so far loving it (laughs) so good um, I love having you here. I love having the difference in experience and I love what you do with the podcast. Um, I guess I've been, t- I'm just going to show my age. I've been <laughs> tattooing for like over 10 years and I um, work at Anderson Street Tattoo and I come as a queer Australian Viet artist. So I'm excited to talk about all that and yeah, share our story. So how did you guys first get into tattooing? So I was previously working at Kmart, you know, your typical corporate role, nine to five. I was there for four years. So it it was one of those things where I just got really comfortable. I knew the role like wasn't for me. I kind of did it because, you know, you know, with Asian parents, how they are. You go to, you finish high school, you, you know, study at uni, you get that job. That was kind of my pathway and what I was always, you know, always everything that I, I always knew. Um, and then I think I just got to a point where I was just like, surely there's more to life than just, you know, doing this nine to five. Like I wasn't really happy. I didn't really feel fulfilled. Mm. Um, so I guess last year there was just a point where I was just like, okay, what could I possibly do? Like what would, you know, what is out there for me that I would feel more passionate about? And I guess tattooing came about from a tattoo artist that I, I know. Her name is Melitat. She's a fine line tattooist here in Melbourne. She's amazing. Um, she put on her Instagram that, you know, she was doing a tattoo course. And I was like, okay, this is cool. This is exciting. Because um, for me, I, I have a background of like drawing, designing. Oh, nice. uh, I've always been that creative girl. And I guess all my family, my friends, they all know me as that, you know, design and art girly. 
and I was just like you know what like let's just do it I was really scared though like I was so hesitant on doing the tattoo course but my partner Vicky was like you know what Jen like just do it you're not gonna regret it give it a go like what do you have to lose so I signed up for it I did it in October last year the course um and it just kind of went from there one thing led to another I started taking clients on the weekends as like a side hustle um, and then what happened was in March, I actually got made redundant for my full-time job. So it was one of those things where it's like, oh my God, like, this is all happening for a reason. Like, this is meant to be. Because at that time in March, I was already thinking of quitting because as I was doing the side hustle on the weekend, I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so happy. Like, this is so fun, tattooing, meeting new people. And it just went from there. And then since then, I've just been doing it full time. It just kind of all fell into place. So that's like a bit about my journey. Oh my yeah. yeah. So cool. It literally is like the stars have a line. Literally, yeah. like meant to be. Like how crazy is that? Yeah, I so. love the extra push that yeah. the universe gave you. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, this I, is what you're meant to be doing. 100%. And like, I was so scared. Like I knew in my heart I wanted to quit, but you know, obviously being so comfortable, like came out and, you know, office life, that was all I ever knew. Mm. You know, having that extra push, I didn't even have to quit. So it was good. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I came from a um, at a time before Instagram. I've always been into art as well as you, always known as the art girly as well. But like you said, like as an Asian, you kind of think about what are the avenues that are more accepted in society. So I did like graphic design mm. and fine arts. And I think I got to a point in my life where I was just like, this is not for me. I don't have any passion in it. I don't feel creative. I don't feel fulfilled. So um, when I was about... 20 I just finally I was getting a tattoo with three of my best friends and I'm so grateful for them because they kind of threw me under the bus I was just like Tao's looking for an apprenticeship and then that's um, the guy that was tattooing us was like yeah whatever because like I'm sure he gets it all the time and he's like yeah come in with your portfolio and what I <laughs> what he didn't know was I had started a portfolio from like when I first started graphic design. So I came in and he, I think he was quite surprised. So he took me on, but at that time, tattooing is very different. It was a very cis male, like mm. dominated industry. It was very, um, I guess, uh, there was not a lot of discussion about how to treat people and also coming in as a female, they didn't take me very seriously. So. A lot of my apprenticeship was cleaning toilets. Um, oh, wow. And this was before stencil machines. So I used to hand stencil and um, just kind of was the shop manager. So I would say that my introduction into having a proper apprenticeship was when I was 24 and moved to Perth and worked with a female boss, which has been very enlightening and healing. But it's been amazing since then. And I've been very lucky to be around some of the best people. And, you know, having a good mentor makes a huge difference. So ever since then, it's just been a very incredible journey. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. I have goosebumps. <laughs> because I'm just like, I just feel like it's something common between your stories is that you both have this, like, and, and I can feel it like radiate from you guys as you speak. There is definitely like a passion. Oh, I was literally going to yeah. say. Right? Great minds think alike. <laughs> <laughs> but you have this like real passion for being creative and the arts. And would you say that like, I guess tattooing is a way for you to express yourself 
Oh, 100%. In a way. Yeah. And, and it sounds like that was kind of stunted a bit because you definitely had different paths outside of tattooing, mm. right? Like, you th- I mean, how you, th- you could kind of explore it through graphics design or more of the, I guess, secure or stable jobs. And I think, like, we're kind of conditioned to be like, okay, well, we, we want to – a job equals security yep. equals, you know – Money. Money. Yep, money. That's uh-huh. kind of what yeah. we were taught, that that's a, all and, – and, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There is some merits behind it. But now we're kind of, I guess, lucky that we have the opportunity to explore our actual passions. So yeah. 100%. It's really, yeah. it's really empowering to hear you too. I know. I was just <laughs> hearing you. that. I was like, amazed. I think, like, just because I've just finished uni and I've just did the exact same thing mm. as you guys did, like, where I'm finding a job. Yeah. And I'm, like, kind of, like, struggling to find what my passion right. is. And yeah. I don't know. Just hearing that's, like, so inspirational. Like, just actually just pursuing what you want to do because you look, you guys both look like you're so happy in what you're yeah, doing, you know. For that sure. is so cool. Amazing. I mean, it's, like, hard to find, like, that thing that ignites you, right? I think it just, it's about continuing doing what you're doing and then you kind of find your part of like as you did like it kind of was like something that was at the back of your mind and then it just comes about and I think the good thing about tattooing is it's not just expressing ourselves it's our clients expressing themselves as well you know and that's such a beautiful like thing to come across so yeah can I just say like since you've mentioned your story it's actually a crazy tale because I actually did graphic design for my first year at uni but then again it was one of those things where I did follow my passion out of high school because I I did all those subjects in high school and I loved it I gave it a go but I don't know for some reason I just didn't think I couldn't really see myself like bringing graphic design I just didn't think it was like stable enough or like it was going to bring you know enough I guess financial stabilities Mm. which is why I went down a different route but it's just crazy that it's like full circle moment here like you know we are doing what we love it's just crazy it's also nice to hear that both of you had mentors Mm. or you and and I want to kind of I'm interested in that this whole idea of an apprenticeship because I think you hear that a lot right Mm. you hear that okay um I did my apprenticeship before some people are self-taught or whatever so what does that entail I know tell you the first time you did it it was kind of a different path but then eventually you found someone that you could really see yourself in what does a what does an apprenticeship entail like what's the day-to-day you think I guess the first apprenticeship even though it wasn't about the art it taught me how to run a tattoo studio so that helped me realize like what organization needs to be put in so that's like admin stock take all of that kind of stuff um how to be sanitary and with the apprenticeship that I think really changed me it was about the passion for the art and about the continual practice and the discipline so the thing with tattooing is although it is a passion and I think because we all come from Asian backgrounds we have that thing at the back of the online where it's like we still need to be successful we still need to make money Mm. and um in a way prove to our parents that this is a good path to take. I think what it really taught me was like if you put in the work, you can achieve that mm. and you can. And I think like on the day-to-day basis, it was just about coming in with drawings, coming in with just being around like someone technically just watching and observing and learning certain skills and also learning about the history of tattooing learning about all the greats before us and everything like that. Like I said, a healing experience for me. 
idea. Yeah. How about you, Jen? So for me, it's it was a bit different. So what I guess appealed me to do the Tata course with Melatat was that, you know, in that course, like, I guess it wasn't somewhat, it was like an apprenticeship, but for a sh- very short amount of time. Um, during that time, you know, you know, she taught us, you know, obviously all the sanitary stuff, or like running your own business, your own shop, your own studio, um, the social media side of it, the marketing side, but obviously also, you know, the tattooing side. Um, and I guess because I was more appealed to the fine line styles, you know, it was very simple in terms of how she taught us how to use the machine gun, what kind of needles to use to achieve that fine lines. Um, and during that time, you know, the course was very short. Once we pretty much finished up with the course, it was it was a bit tricky because then it's kind of like, for me, it was like, okay, now what? Where, what do I even do? Like, do I go to a tattoo studio and seek an apprenticeship or do I try to do it, you know, on my own and kind of figure things out? And I guess from that time, from October, doing the tattoo course, um, to even about January, it was like a lot of question marks for me because again, I was still doing my nine to five job. Mm. That was still there for me. And I guess it was hard for me to leave it completely because, you know, it's that sense of stability, it's that sense of security. And I guess it just got to a point where, you know, I started seeing other people who did the tattoo course start doing it on their own, like, you know, as a little side hustle or even just doing it as a hobby. So that's kind of what I did. I started practicing on all of my friends and family. And then from there, yeah. Oh, they've, they've got tattoos. Yeah, they're all tatted up. But I guess it was just, yeah, like for yourself, you know, you being, you know, in a tattoo studio, you were able to observe like the technical side and like, you know, watch other tattoo artists do their things. Whereas for me, it was like I had to, you know, use TikTok. I still had to continue that learning progress for myself and like going onto Instagrams and following like a bunch of other tattoo artists and see how they go about their work. So it was almost kind of like continuing that aspect of like being self-taught as well, um, which I did struggle with because again, it's kind of like, you know, I didn't know where to go, where to begin, but I did have Mel as my mentor as well. So anytime I have a question, with regards to, you know, a client I wasn't unsure of or like a design I wasn't unsure of, I would go to her, but I didn't fully have, the, you know, I, um, I wasn't her apprentice. I was kind of doing it on my own. Yeah. I guess that's a testament to like your commitment to it because you're doing you. it, right? Yeah. So I think just the fact that you continue to do it after you were kind of thrown into the deep end. And I think that's the interesting thing about tattoos these days is back then we didn't really have social media. Like I was pre-Instagram time so it's amazing that you were even taught the like social media side of it and could learn because there is a plethora of information out there on these platforms and I think it's amazing that you have come in from a different experience where you're just like I can do it that way because I honestly feel like the way that I did it even though it's the more traditional route I think there was a lot of um roadblocks because there was a lot of ego and a lot of um just a lot of things to deal with right, in, that. in that. But with you, it was like very pure in your sense of self-discovery. Thank you. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, you should be proud. Oh, thank so. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like constantly inspired. I'm like, wow. I could listen to you guys talk for ages. I know. I'm like, I'm like you don't have to be here, actually. Aww. 
no, it's it's very inspiring because like it just it also I think what was what's really cool and is that you guys are, are at different points in your mm, career and then yeah. also like the fact that you guys have entered the industry at different points as well. Credit to you as well, Tao, because you have to adapt to that and so you've been able to adapt to that change as well, which is awesome. Let's take it back to your first tattoos. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so still maybe you go first about your tattoo experience. So my mom doesn't know I have tattoos. <laughs> Well, now she does. <laughs> now she does. It's yeah. just like now yeah. she does. And I think what I didn't realize this until like I was just thinking about it right now is like when I was looking for a tattoo artist, I wanted someone Asian mm. and preferably female. Okay. And I think now that I'm looking back, I think all my tattoo artists except one wasn't um, a female, but it was something that I unconsciously looked for. Mm. I don't know why or how maybe I was attracted to the style or... I don't know, but I just unconsciously always thought that. So my very first tattoo was with Mary Tattoo. And I just got a, like, angel wings of my cousin's, like, birthday and death day on it. Mm-hmm. It was something simple, something like... Because uh, I always knew I wanted a tattoo. Wasn't sure what. And then now I just, like, you know, something that I will always, like, love and treasure, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I thought that was so interesting. I was literally just thinking, I was like, wait. I unconsciously always, like, picked someone who was, like, Asian and, like, preferably female. And I didn't even realise it. Was probably because like we're naturally just drawn to people that we kind of see a part of ourselves in, right? That's mm, why I think yeah. representation on any platform, any industry, is so important. So, yes. like to see some Asian women, queer, like it's incredible because it means that you guys bring your experiences, your stories, you imprint that onto your clients and customers, and then. You have that relationship and those conversations with your clients as well. And honestly, that inspires like change and that also inspires like the next generation. So Yeah, like if yeah. you can if they can do it, I can as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're physically inking, but also <laughs> on a metaphorical <laughs> yeah. sense. You know, you're inking yeah. a bit of your own like story and experiences, which is cool. So that's my first tattoo. Yeah. Okay. Tiana, what's yours? My first tattoo. Um, so I have a tattoo here. It's oh, not that every, not that anyone can see at home. But it's on what 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 is this body like part? The it's bicep? the bicep. Bicep. Yeah. She doesn't even have big biceps. <laughs> but on whatever biceps I have, it says "Sweet Disposition." Um, a lot of people have asked me, oh, like, is it because you like the song or whatever? And I haven't really fully explained it. And usually when people ask, I kind of give them a bit of more service mm. level answer. But to me, um, around that time, my grandpa, he, my own white, he um, had cancer. Mm. And so I would always listen to this song because it just always made me feel hopeful about oh. his journey with it. And um, so, yeah, I, I was like, I love the lyrics, but I'm not going to get like all of the lyrics on my arm. So I thought, oh, I'll just get this, the title of the song. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like the reason why I got it. I would say like I'm not a really rebellious child. So I actually t- like asked my parents. Okay. And they didn't, I think like they didn't believe I would actually do it. <laughs> they were like, nah, Tiana's a chicken shit. She's, oh my not, God. she's actually not going to yeah. go through with it, right? But they were like, yeah, okay, whatever. Anyways, on my 19th birthday, like my whole group of friends were so excited because I was like the first one to get it in the group. So they all came with me and crowded. They all, it was like, it was like a, um, it was like an excursion to the tattoo parlor. Anyway, so like, (laughs) so we all went and honestly tattooers, he's probably like, oh my God, (laughs) this is like not, you know, (laughs) but 
Anyway, so I, I was getting it and then I came home and my mum, she saw the cling wrap <gasps> around oh. the tattoo and as soon as she saw it, she started crying. Oh my God. She was crying. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, mum, like, you know. And then she didn't, she literally did not talk to me for a couple of days. Oh my God. Um, But you know, shout out mum. <laughs> she's all, she's all good now. Um, but I thought they were fine with you getting a tattoo. She was, I think... She didn't think I would actually get it. But then she kind of explained to me that it was like, oh, my God, I brought you into this world a certain way. And now, you know, kind of like you've been tainted. But I think she's very like, like, she kind of has to be supportive now because it's on me permanently. Um, But my dad, my dad reacted differently because my dad actually has tattoos. Mm. Like my dad has like, you know, a phoenix on his chest. Like he's a gangster, you know. So, (laughs) So my dad, he actually gave me the Bepithin oh, um, yeah. antiseptic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I showed my dad. He walked away from me. I'm like, oh, okay. And then <laughs> he went into the bathroom and then he gave me the, Bep- <laughs> the oh Bepithin. Oh, my God. And he's oh, like, that's actually so sweet. He's like, you need to, like, take care of it now. Oh. And I'm like, okay. That was a good reaction. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that was my first ever experience. Yeah. But it's funny because my brother, he full-on has, like, a leg sleeve. Like, <laughs> do you call it a sleeve on the... Anyway, yeah, on yeah. the leg. It's like he's got like half a sleeve and like my parents reacted so differently. But, you know, as the eldest daughter, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a different reaction. Yeah. I think dads are so chill. I yeah. sent a, like a picture of my um my, my tattoo to my dad. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, is that legit? And I was like... <laughs> Oh it was like god. real I was like yeah yes cool I was like cool and that cool. was it that That's was it. all of it yeah. oh my god wow no no similar to you as well because like when I when I got my first tattoo five years ago so back then I got it done at um fine lines tattoos in Richmond I think they're like the OG like yeah. fine line studio and I was like you know what instead of getting one let's get two yeah. <laughs> so I'm like all right let's get two and for me I've got a really like I suck when it comes to pain like mm. I'm the biggest chicken but I'm like you know what like it's going to be worth it. It's fine. So I got like a rose here. So I, I think, I can't remember which one was first, but it was one or the other. So it was the rose. And then I got my family's initials. Aww. And I was just like, you know what? I won't regret it. Like they're super cute. And um, because yeah, my dad, he has tattoos too. So I'm like, I know he can't be mad. He can't be a hypocrite yeah. here. <laughs> you know, he can't be mad at me. So I was planning on hiding it from my parents, like just for a while until I kind of like, you know, was like ready to show them but I was like I went home and I'm like you know what let's just yolo let's just do it <laughs> like just get it over and done with because you know how parents like, like they will know they'll find out yeah. somehow like I'll slip up and wear like a t-shirt and they'll see it so um, I went home I showed my dad first and I think he was a bit like because I'm the eldest and I don't think he expected it from mm. me because even throughout high school like they were really strict on me like I didn't really get my hair dyed I didn't get like ear piercing but when as soon as I turned 18, I was like, nah, this is my time. So I, I remember going up to him and I'm like, oh, hey, dad. And I just showed him and I told him like, you know, this is like a family initials. He was like, okay. He was like, oh, but you know, you should have told me first. Like, why are you just like, you should have told me that you're getting it. And then I think he was a bit like in shock, but kind of like trying to like, I guess, um, let it sink in because it's like oh my god this is so weird she has a tattoo but my mom on the other hand she was just like is that real like is that gonna come up and I think that's always been her reaction like every time I come home now I've got a new tattoo on me right and she still has that same reaction it's like Jen is that coming off but she was cute I think she was a bit like in shock as well like you know how Asian moms are she's a bit like 
why would you cover your beautiful skin yeah. with those tattoos? But I think because they were so small and dainty, it didn't really shock them too much. But, you know, ever since then, I, I don't even know how many tattoos I've got now. It's like, they, they, they're they so like, they're so used to it now. Yeah. They're like, oh, she can do whatever. They're becoming different. Oh. Because they're just like, okay. Can't do anything. Can't yeah, she can't. Yeah. can't what are they going to do? Like, book out laser. Like, they can't. Yeah, it's their body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you, Tal? Uh, so I actually got my first tattoo as soon as I turned 18. I think I actually got it on my 18th. Oh my gosh, love that. Yeah, and um, I think it was a bit of a strategic um, choice by me. So I got my mum's middle name. So it's Locke, so it means like Jade or whatever. And I was just like, I'll hide it from her. I was like, yeah, I was like, she can find about it later. Yeah. And um, I remember I tied my hair up. Um, ages like after I got my first tattoo and she was like what's that and I was <laughs> just like it. I was like oh nothing she's like you've joined a gang you've joined a gang and I was just like mom oh it's God. your name it's your name this like, oh you joined the knock she's gang yeah, and she's just like what is this and I was just like calm down it's your name and um obviously I'm like very covered now <laughs> yeah, like yeah. there's no like hiding it and the funny thing was my mom used like just accepted it, yeah. like everyone here. But um, whenever I went back to Vietnam, she'll be like, hide your tattoos. Your grandma's not going to like it, mm. you know, and it's hot. It's hot in Vietnam. Yeah. And I'm just there like with the, these like long <laughs> oh sleeves. And oh, like, just, like, even now? Like before. Oh, yeah. So the thing was I, I used to hide it and just be sweating my ass off in Vietnam. And I remember I, I brought like a friend to Vietnam and... They were very covered. And then my grandma was like, oh, I like your tattoos. <laughs> and I just looked at my mom and I was just like, to my grandma, I was like, how would you feel if I had tattoos, grandma? And she's like, yeah, they're like beautiful. And I was just like, all these years, <laughs> I've been sweating yeah. in Vietnam. And my grandma was more accepting of it than my mom. Yeah. And like all my uncles were just like, oh, it's just a fashion thing now. And I was fashion just like, thing, yeah. oh my gosh, like what a waste of sweat. For me. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is so funny. I love how all of our first tattoos have like a meaning behind mm. it. Do you think now like tattoos have meaning or do, like any thoughts on that? Oh, I think like just get whatever makes you happy. Like, I know like, a lot of my tattoos don't have meaning. It's just like, if you love it at that time, like, why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I have a few people coming in for, like, the first tattoo mm. and it'll be, like, a back piece that is just beautiful or whatever. Mm. And I think the meaning comes in the empowerment they feel mm. and the, like, body autonomy and also, like, I think as tattooists, we always try to create like a nice experience yeah. with them. So yeah. I think that also adds on to the meaning. But it's less common now. Back then, it was like very much so. I was like, this has to mean something. Yeah, like, mm, yeah. That's, also, true, yeah. that's true. Like a lot of my first tattoos, I was always just like, yeah, I really like this. It means this in this mm -hmm. time. But I think as I go on, I'm just like, I just like pretty pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, that, yeah. No, I, 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 I see that. Because, like, at the beginning, it's always, like, what is the meaning behind this? And then people kind of, like, judge you if it doesn't have a yeah, meaning. Like, that's so true. Like, yeah. this is, I'm like, girl, <laughs> I just think it looks good. Yeah. yeah. All my tattoos since, like, I, like they slowly started losing, like, yeah. like lots of meaning to <laughs> yeah. it. And then yeah. I officially got a cherry on, like, the top of my arm cheek. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's just for me. Yeah, that's that point. for you. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, that's, like, my favorite Harry Styles song. I was like, no. I just, I just, I just liked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. you just try to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so we've spoken about a few firsts. Um, don't worry, we won't get into other firsts. But <laughs> um, now let's pivot to your first experiences of actually tattooing a client. Mm. What was that like? Were you oh nervous? God. Because like when you enter a tattoo parlor, you're instilling a lot of trust, right? Mm. And I think there's a very nice relationship that's built between your client because it's like you trust them um you know with with their vision but they trust you with with your skill set your artistry and then also the fact that you're jabbing them with this oh yeah (laughs) you know equipment so tell us about what that moment was like for you guys if you're craving a sweet treat or refreshing dessert, our longtime friends at Scoopy, Melbourne's favourite bingsu joint, are offering you lovely listeners a delicious 15% off your order when you use the code UA15. You can use this when you buy takeaway or in person at their Melbourne CBD and Gwen Waverley stores. The offer is subject to change, so be sure to tune into our episodes weekly for the fresh deal. Thanks so much, Scoopy. We appreciate y'all. The first time I did my like first tattoo on someone, it was actually during the course with Mel. So in that class, we had a total of four students, so four other girls. And she just brought in her friend that was like, he was already like fully tatted. Like he was super chill. He was like, I'm going to let all of you practice on me. And I was shitting myself. I was so nervous. Like I didn't expect it to happen so quick. Like she taught us everything and we like, practice on like fake skin and she's like all right let's get on real skin and I remember I did I, I think I did like a dagger like a sword but the thing was the placement he wanted it was on his feet so, oh my so, god well, with feet right like it's not like a flat surface so all the other girls got his leg got his arms I got I think I got the most hardest placement right so I did it on his feet and I think because I was already just so nervous and like it was just such an awkward placement because for me to keep my hands still, like the feet, it's just, it's just not flat. And I was just like, Mel could see I was shaking. She like guided me here and there, but I was just like, oh my God, I'm traumatized. But um, yeah, I think after that experience, I was like, you know what? Like that was my first time. Like surely it'll be okay. Like the next time I practice, which I did, but oh, I was, yeah, I was taken back from that experience. Like, I was just like, I got through it though. It's not the dodgiest tattoo. Like it, it looks okay, but I just remember feeling so anxious. Like you're so right. Like, you know, obviously, you know, they're trusting us with this thing forever on him, like on them. But I guess for him, he was just so chill. He's like covered in tattoos. Like he was getting like a pizza slice. He was just getting random stuff. So I think knowing that he was really chilled made me a bit more at ease, but now he's got a little, you know, dagger, sword on his feet, by me. <laughs> yeah, I think he did really well. That was your first oh place. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was like, please, like on your legs somewhere, not the feet. Oh my goodness. For me, I actually, so you, you do practice on practice skin, but mm. I, um, I did my first tattoo on myself, <laughs> which was a bit stupid. So I oh did my like, mop, and then I remember like I was planning to shade it as well. And then I was like, yeah, this is just going to be a line work. <laughs> yeah, because I was just like, I think when you're concentrating, yeah. you don't think about the pain. But then like when you stop, you're just like, yeah, oh. that's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Was it was it a big piece? On it your was like, leg? it's this big. I'm oh okay. obviously getting it lasered right now. But <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because it's your first, so oh. you're just like, okay. You're like surgeons. Because like you have to be, you, as a tattoo, like I feel yeah. like, you, you have to have very steady hands, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, it's an art. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like everyone's like, I'm, I'm sure you know too, it's like everyone's body parts, different skin types. You get thin, thick, Ooh, you're stretching okay. the skin now. Okay. Tell me mine. <laughs> <laughs> What's my body type? Like? Ooh, very firm. <laughs> Okay, so before I get my tattoos, I always like Google yeah. what is the pain. Oh, like, you know those pa- um the pain charts that come yeah, up yeah, that yeah. tell you, oh yeah, like you know near your collar is gonna mm. be you know hurt more than like whatever, whatever. So from your experiences, what are the highest like on the body? Mm. Where does it hurt the most to the least? Please. Yeah. What do you think are like, or like the top three spots that hurt the most? Top, and then the top three hardest places to tattoo, and then and then the easiest places. Easy places. I would say, including my my experience and a lot of my clients' experience, the back, the spine is definitely painful. Um, I think everyone like I've got finger hands tattoos, and everyone says Google says it's really painful because of the bone. I thought it was fine. So I'm like, I don't know. I feel like everyone's so different. But yeah, I would say definitely the spine. What else? Oh, ankle. Like the ankle, just because the skin there is so delicate. And like I've had clients where I, I think like certain pain um, spots on your body will make you flinch in a way. The ankle, I feel like, like sometimes like the girls just can't help it. They just can't help but to flinch their foot. So, and I'm like, oh, I can, I can tell it's spicy. So I would say spine, ankle, and maybe like near the elbow. Like yeah, that's it. Here? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say those three. What about you? Um, I think it also depends on the style. I would yeah. imagine your style to be way less painful. Oh, hundred, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> much nicer. Oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, whenever someone comes into me and they're like, I have heaps of these tattoos yeah. here, like these beautiful fine line things. I'm like, uh, just be ready <laughs> just for wait, a just wait. Yeah. yeah, I'm so sorry. Quickly tell what is what is your style. So I think Jen, you've mm. explained your fine line. Yeah. What is your style? Um, my styles evolved over the years. Um, I used to be a lot more into like a manga, like illustrative style but now because um I really love traditional tattoo which is based on woodblock prints the art deco style kind of was inspired by woodblock so I'm trying to do the intersection between those two Mm. styles and tattooing so a lot more bolder lines um Mm. a lot more shading um a lot more time as well so I would say the back for sure and on me personally, I think uh, it hurt more when I came into the tattoo cocky. So, <laughs> yeah, so I used to like, I got my back, my hip, like my thighs done. Like when I was a lot younger, I was planning to get both my knees done in one oh session. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm good with pain. I'm fine. Like, this is nothing new. I was already working in tattooing and I was like, whatever. <laughs> um and that tattoo broke me so I think it's a mindset thing too right like if you like go in being like yeah this is not gonna hurt like you don't have that adrenaline running that is so true yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) I like went in and I still yeah my knee I like I had to hold down my leg and I remember my workmate came in and was just like how are you going and I just looked up and I like was just like I can't talk yeah and I still only have one knee tattoo (laughs) Yeah, but it's different for everyone. Yeah, so like there's um, 
yeah, I saw someone that got both their knees done in one day and I was just like, okay, you're crazy. You know what that reminds me of? <laughs> it reminds me of, have you guys seen White Chicks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the, sorry, this is not even relating <laughs> to tattoos, but one literally one of the quotes is like, oh, oh, we got our knees done. <laughs> So as soon as he said that, as soon as he said that, I just, I, that popped up in my head. I pop, but don't worry, Tao, I was listening. I was listening. Okay, so they're the hardest places. So note to self, oh, yeah. not no, knees. Knees. no knees. No ankles. No ankles, no, no backs. All right. What, what are the easiest places? Like, and I know it would differ for everyone, but what do you think is like a nice, like entry kind of level? Ooh. I always say this part. Yeah, okay. Yeah, bicep easy yeah. yeah i would say like a lot of the girls that come in for like their first tattoos they normally do like the wrist like okay. di- this part here it, look it's spicy but i feel like in terms of like placement like it's like you know you just can't go wrong like they it's you can get away with something so small there i think that's why it's such a popular placement yeah i would say like yeah the wrist area okay. yeah wrist okay next yeah. week wrist and arms. <laughs> <laughs> look at him <laughs> But in saying that too, I feel like with something so permanent, you should just go with like, you know, something that you feel you will love mm, forever. It's going to be true, painful true. if you feel Exactly. <laughs> and also like the pain, like you can't even remember it. Like, nah. Years later, you're yeah, just like, Yeah, you really don't. Yeah, it's like the, the art that kind of like stays mm. longest. But did you think like, um, so when we all got our tassies, did you think the pain was like more than you thought that it was going to hurt? Does that make sense? Like, like expectation yeah, versus reality. I know I'm a little bitch, <laughs> so I knew it would hurt me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like there were certain parts where, like, the closer it got to my armpit, the oh, more, oh, yeah, the yeah. more it hurt. And like, I would close my eyes, <laughs> and I and I would be like, so what? Because le- it <laughs> what level? Like, where are you at? <laughs> literally, because like it's script, right? So yeah. I was like, okay, what letter are we at? And here I'm thinking, sweet disposition. We're at the letter M. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're only at the letter T for the first word. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh so <laughs> we're going to, you know, I've got to go through this a little bit more. Mm. Um, but as you said, like after it's done, you're just like, oh, that was, that was, that was okay. Right. What about you? Yeah. What did you think? Um, I, I think I, was, I thought it was going to hurt so much mm. and I'm so scared of pain. And I was like, oh, it's like not too bad. <laughs> yeah. And after I was like, I was like, I was fine. It was like done. And like, I was like, I didn't realize how quick it like, mm. finishes. But mine are already small. My mine's already small. Um, but I didn't realize how quick it all like, um, it's like starts and ends. So like, I think I was in and out of there like in an hour. Yeah. Like, yes. Very quick. Very quick. But like I said, it's like three lines. <laughs> <laughs> three lines and a couple numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I think it's like, it's funny that you said that. Like when you go in kind of like not too cocky and like, yeah. you're just like, cause I remember my first ones, I was, I was very scared. But I think because you have the adrenaline in yeah. you, I was like, Oh, it's not that bad. But then when I went back to get my touch up, the touch up hurt more than the first time. And I think it's because you don't have that same adrenaline. You're like, I got this. Isn't it's that like, crazy that yeah. the human body? It's so weird. Does that. Like, so weird. It's like, wow, you mm. really got me, body. Yeah. <laughs> like, the body's like, don't worry, we got you. Come yeah. in with the adrenaline. Like yeah. you don't think about that. But then probably because like your expectation oh. lowered a bit. Yeah. Then when you came in again, you're like, okay, well, the body is just like, oh, nah. you got this, girl. Oh, my God, no. I did not. It hurt <laughs> so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys were talking a bit before about how your styles are different, right? Does that mean, like, your instruments are different as well? Like, what comes into – what, I guess, makes it 
different? Um, the instruments could be the same. I I do use um, coils, which is a different kind of machine. I think everyone these days are moving towards like a, a pen. I don't know what you use. Mm, the pen, um, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> I think it's pretty funny when I go guess at a place where everyone's doing like a pen. It's a very friendly sounding machine. It's very like oh yeah <laughs> and then I bring out my machine and it sounds like a jackhammer like it's I always have to pre-warm people and I'm just like I'm very sorry it sounds really intense um but I think the difference is also in technique more than the machine so um it's just like that common thing where it's like it's not the tools it's the artist so you can you know a lot of um people doing like more traditional like boulder styles still use the pen as well guess I like the feel of my unfortunately loud machine yeah yeah because then have you tried a um like a pen um machine before well when I first tattooed I just did rotary so yeah yeah yeah. so um that's the more friendly sounding machine and I I feel like with my work I like how it looks good to begin with but um for me longevity is very important Mm. and it's just like how um my machines heal like oh, it just heals a bit okay. more crisp yeah, yeah. Wow. interesting yeah so if you ever get tattooed by someone that's very with a loud machine just feels like <laughs> okay i understand it's for my ankle do you think as tattooers you have to kind of have some type of base as a painter or um artist or drawer or some actual art skills before you then jump into tattooing or like I guess what is that correlation there like how does Mm. how do you bridge that because my friend who used to host the podcast with me yeah um she is actually I when I told her about uh, you know I'm having these awesome Mm. girls on um she's always wanted to do tattooing as well and she was actually considering it and she said oh my gosh Tiana like you have to ask them about that I think like for me personally, it did really help because again, like when you are obviously doing the tattooing, like let's say if a client comes to you with an idea, they're going to send you inspo pics and it does help to have kind of like that artistic creative side because at the end of the day, you're going to be sketching up the designs on your iPad and, you know, obviously certain apps can, you know, help, you know, with your lines a bit more forgiving, but I think it does help to kind of have that drawing Uh, I guess side to it um like for me I think even like when it comes to like actually tattooing the client like I honestly feel like I'm just drawing that's exactly how it feels and it it does help having that passion and that I guess creative side to you in it like it, it just helps with the whole process I mean I'm sure you know like if there's someone that you know wants to start out they're a fresh beginner they can you know get into drawing doodling and you know whatnot but I do think it does help um having that artistic side what yeah do you think? I definitely think so I think um I think drawing is a very strong aspect of it um but in saying that so I do know a few people that went into it not being the strongest drop but through hard work mm. um and also like obviously I come from a very like um old school kind of background where you have to be very strong at drawing you have to come into it like with a lot of confidence in that aspect before you even touch a machine um but what I love about the new generation of tattooing is people are coming in from 
like you know being graffiti artists they're coming in being like fine artists and they're not even doing anything that's um you know a picture or anything like that I think what it brings is something very new to tattooing and I think that kind of evolves the industry in itself like I I would hate to be like you have to be a certain way like it it feels very gatekeepy and I think as long as you are respectful of the art form and the craft you can really like come into it from any like and it's it's that way with like whether you should be self-taught or apprentice or you know like do a course or anything like that I think as long as you yeah you have that like eye for it right I think Mm. for me it's more the more important thing is your eye for design yeah very insightful to know that there are many different pathways Mm. to it and I think like normally a lot of us kind of think that things are very linear yeah but it's nice to know that there are different ways to enter the industry um and also just like what I guess unites you guys is like again that creativity that passion passion. yeah (laughs) That flip uh, and the eye. We got the creative mm, eye in yeah, there as well. Sure. Um, where do you guys get inspiration for your art, your work? Because I'm guessing like when people get their tattoos, they might send you inspiration mm. and then you kind of have this consultation about it. But where do you get your inspo from? I think for me, I'm a Pinterest girl. Like <laughs> I would just go into Pinterest or even just like other tattoo artists that I'm following on social media. Like, I think that's probably just where I get my inspiration from. I mean, with fine lines, there's only, I guess, so much you can do. And I think, yeah, just social media, I guess. It was a great way to get, like, inspiration for sure. I think um, for me, I am a bit of a nerd. So I just love, like, watching movies, Mm. books, like, comic books, all that kind of stuff. I think what that does for me is just allow me to, like, break out of a bubble kind of thing. But I also love like going through Pinterest and stuff as well. You know, it's just a fun, like it's accessible too. Oh, so accessible. (laughs) (laughs) So we're now going to talk about like obviously um, Asian culture and tattoos. And there's a really like negative stigma in Asian culture and with tattoos. But we're all clearly tatted. So we all have an opinion about Mm. it. Um, So in Japan, tattoos have been like associated with Yakuza. And like, and in China, tattoos are used to denigrate ethnic minorities and like punish criminals and all that. So like, what are your like honest opinions on like how like our culture has affected your tattooing, your tattooing experience? And like, obviously like from your parents as well, like were they supportive, were they not? Like how Mm. was like everything like that? I guess, yeah, for me, I haven't had like experiences like with work where I've been affected like, you know, by I guess that negative like stigma. But I guess even even for my parents, not gonna like they don't actually know that I was made redundant. I haven't actually told them. (laughs) They only, they thought, like they just know that I was doing, you know, it's like a little side hustle. But I think again, it's kind of, yeah, stemming from, I guess, you know, traditionally as parents, like that stereotype, like, you know, you just get that job, you go to uni, get married. I think I still have that fear in me that I, I don't want them to think that, you know, it's not going to work out. Because again, I'm just, you know, fresh, only just started tattooing. And I think I just feel like I still have a lot of proving to do. Um, and I mean, even like just touching on like, you know, how my parents reacted with my tattoos, like, it could have been worse. Like, they, they, it wasn't the, like, the, the, most like I guess um scariest like reaction from them but in saying that I think like 
yeah, I just, I'm just scared that they might not think it's like serious enough, which is why I haven't really like told them about my current situation. Um, like, I just feel like I have a lot more to prove for myself and like to continue establishing like my tattoo journey in Korea. And until I'm at that point where I'm like, you know, hey, mom and dad, I'm actually doing this full time now. Cause I don't think they would really understand, like for them, they're probably going to think I got fired <laughs> rather than made redundant. I don't think they would really understand that. Like, what do you mean? You've been there for four years. Like, how could they let you go? Um, so I'm yet to have that conversation with them. But I guess probably in that aspect, that's kind of how I, I guess, would be affected by like that kind of neg- negative, I guess, stigma. But I mean, not to any other extremes. Yeah, just listen to the podcast. They probably really won't even understand. They probably won't even understand, but yeah. Um, well, I think it's amazing. It shows like how much filial piety you have. So oh, it's really sweet. You. Yeah, it's a really good thing to have. And I think um, on the beginning of your journey, you just got to believe in yourself. Mm, You'll get there. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think. Uh, I'm going to be really boring right now and just be like with the Chinese and Yakuza or that stuff um, it is the perception the more common perception but that is ignoring the indigenous tattooing within those uh, countries mm. so Japan has like the Ainu and the like Chinese have um, the Dai and Dulong tribes that like have had a long history of tattooing that is it negative mm. and also um i feel like in japan um tattooing only became banned when like westerners came in so it's a very like oh, colonized damn. like idea like obviously before that they still like tattooed um criminals and everything like that but i think when you have that kind of knowledge and i try to have a very open conversation with my parents about it and like even when i was first starting they were like are you just tattooing gangsters? Like, are you always around, like, bad people these days and stuff like that? Um, I just, you know, it's just about educating people. So, like, learning about, like, the history of tattooing is important in that way. And also just being, like, I tattooed a doctor today, mom. Like, yeah. you know, and she'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like, you're not just tattooing, like, bad people or whatever. And, and in saying that, like... um. I am really tattooed as well. So I, like, at face value, if someone looked at me, they'd be like, ooh, that person, you know, wasn't taught right, you know? Like, in Vietnamese, it's like, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know? Um, but I try to, like, show that you can still be, like, have so much filial piety still and just um, still be someone where you're respectful and have strong connections to your family and culture, but still follow your own path and be covered in tattoos. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it definitely is very interesting. And I'm so glad you brought up Tao, the other sides of, like, of history. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I was like, that was educating me yeah. as well. So you guys are both, and we kind of mentioned this before, you guys are both at very different points mm. of your career. Jen, you're kind of just starting. Mm-hmm. It's how you've been um, in the industry for a while now. She's an OG. Um, <laughs> what are some things that you would want to like, I guess, advice you would want to give each other? Because I think you both have quite unique perspectives. It's like something you wish you like learned Probably earlier. Because at a, a lot of points, I did felt felt like giving up. Mm-hmm. And I think 
it was a lot of like comparing myself to other people, other tattoo artists. I'm like, I could never be as good enough as their like work or like, it was just a lot of compare, like comparing myself. Um, yeah, I would just say like, just like, I mean, I would just tell myself if I could in the past, like, just don't give up, like, just keep going, keep mm-hmm. pushing through because like, you know, I'm still trying, even though my, I guess, tattoo style is fine lines, I'm still trying to figure out, okay, what is my kind of style? Like, I'm still trying to, you know, explore different, um, I guess, designs, different, like, you know, I went from doing very small tattoos to now like exploring with medium, like big size tattoos, which, I, which I'm loving and I'm still figuring it out. So I think it's just like, just I guess to never give up and I'm just still going to continue learning I think I love that yeah I really love that I I think yeah with tattooing you do um experience a lot of uh obstacles so I think that's really important I think my advice for you specifically um I think because um I have a friend that's exactly in the same um situation as you she did pharmacy and now she's gone on to tattooing wow. and it took her a bit to tell her parents yeah <laughs> um so I think for me it's like for you sorry I would say like being filial pious like filial pious I don't know if that's the right word you can show them that like you can choose the path that you want and still do well I think that's like more authentic to building that bond um and yeah don't give up is an amazing like advice um I think also um in tattooing it's believing in yourself Mm. yeah so you'll you'll have moments where you have imposter syndrome oh yeah (laughs) yeah like it'll it'll be forever you know I'll talk to people that have like in my eyes like my heroes and they'll be like that doesn't change yeah and I I love that you're continually growing because that's another thing I would say like always have that hunger to grow and learn and you know it's a big world of tattooing out there it's yeah it's just about yeah not giving up pretty much yeah Oh my, it sounds like it's very like self-discovery vibes, know. you know. Me with no drawing skills while I'm becoming a tattoo artist right now <laughs> after this conversation. <laughs> Give me the ink machine. <laughs> I'll take what, ta- you know, I'll take that really loud we'll one. Tattoo <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tattoo my knees. <laughs> I thought it would be fun to also like ask you some random, like some quick fire random ones as well. Um, and then we can kind of finish off. What is the most expensive tattoo that you've ever completed? Like how much was the most expensive tattoo? I think for me, I would say four fifty, like a big detail piece mm-hmm. with a like. I mean, it's probably not, not even like shading, but like very minimal shading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> Tal was like, oh shit. Why is that how we like? Maybe Tal like, should have gone first. No, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> no judgment, safe space. Uh, the most expensive. Um, I've done a few sleeves that are like I think four or five full day sessions Ooh. so you're looking at like five crane yeah no yeah yeah plus yeah um yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey you gotta have two streets you know yeah. and wait so you when you guys like charge is it by like the hour or like how does that come into play or is it like the the size of the piece and it's a bit of everything like if they're shading if there isn't I think we would charge very differently yeah Yeah. I think for me it in the beginning it 
for me to charge by hour, like obviously, you know, if it's a, even though it's a small tattoo, I'm gonna, you know, take a bit longer to do. So I, I charge by piece, mm-hmm. like size, like how detailed it is, um, and everything. So yeah, just probably like by piece. Yeah. yeah. I think like when it's a small piece, I just charge by piece as well. Like say it's a flash or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. It's easier to charge by mm-hmm. piece. Um, with things like sleeves and back pieces and all the bigger things, I do charge per hour. It's a full like session. It's a full yeah. session. <laughs> yeah, and it's also just a little bit more fair for the customer mm. as well. Mm. Um, yeah, because there's not much regulation with that. So I think it's like it's it's about being considerate that it's a luxury thing. Mm. <laughs> what do you guys think about using numbing cream? I know that this can be a bit of a controversial yeah, one. Yeah. In your opinion, do you think like it it, it helps, it doesn't help? What I do mean, you think? I haven't really had much experience with numbing cream personally or on clients, but I think with like fine lines, it's kind of recommended not to just because like with a finer needle, like the ink, I think it does t- change the skin texture. I, like I'm not too familiar with it, but I think from like other tattoo artists that do fine line tattoos, they kind of recommend not to. I, I'm not sure about you, if your clients use like numbing cream or... Oh uh, yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. um, And only because I feel like with your case, yeah. it kind of like, by the time they register the pain, it'll be like, yeah. you know, it's not really, it's not really something where you're like, oh, I have to sit here for like yeah. hours. Yeah, that's a tap out or anything. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I think for me, it's like, um, uh, certain things I'm just like, okay, like that this will change the skin, but with back pieces or anything like that, if it helps them, it helps me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at a stage now where I, when I get tattooed, I'm just like, I don't want to feel anything yeah. <laughs> on myself. Yeah. So I totally get it when someone's just like, I'm going to use numbing cream. I'm like, mm. go for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, ladies, one last question that we ask that underpins the heart and soul of the podcast is what makes you unapologetically Asian? I always say, I think like the kind of the first thing that comes to mind, like even though like I'm like talking about it now, I think... When I get, because most of my clients are predominantly like, you know, Asian. And when I get to talk about my journey and kind of like how I got to tattooing, because the first question I get is, how did you get, you know, get, get, get into tattooing? I think it's just like knowing that I'm having, you know, I'm able to have that conversation with them and even just like inspiring them in a way or even for them to connect to, you know, certain points in my life. I don't know, like I think just having that similarity, like, you know, that Asian background, like how our parents are and stuff. I think that's pretty cool. I, I don't know. That's kind of like the first thing that comes to mind. Obviously, the food is great. Let's, you know, don't get me wrong. But I think just to kind of like relate to kind of what we're talking about, I think I would say like just being able to share the journey. Because I like, again, I still haven't told my parents. So, you know, still trying to figure that out. And I'm sure there's so many other people where they've changed career points. Like like you, you mentioned with your friend as well. It's like we're still trying to figure it out. So I think even just, I guess, sharing that, you know, like something that other people can relate to yeah i think that's pretty cool i think that's really yeah, beautiful and probably yeah. also why you always chose like female asian yeah. tattoos just, just, just having so that connection yeah connection yeah. yeah i feel like they want understanding more and i feel like it's like a safe place yeah. exactly yeah community is huge yeah. yeah representation i think um being a queer asian artist i think like it goes back to feeling like you can connect and mm. like show people that there's a way like i was really lucky i'm just gonna drop some names like i was really lucky to have um people like Wen fam and jamie august also asian queer artists and i think 
that community, that connection, that shared experience is just so special, especially as an Asian Australian, mm. like first gen. It's, yeah, like, you know, like as soon as you have a customer that's also first gen Asian, you're just like, we have yeah. we have things to talk about. <laughs> we're gonna be like yeah, we're gonna have the trauma. Yeah. The trauma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just like I see you, Aww. like you know. So it's nice, yeah. and I I think it's a really special thing. Yeah. Thank you so much, you guys. That was beautiful. Where can people find more Jen and Tao? Where can people visit you guys? Yeah. You know. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. It's just Tats by Jen. <laughs> um. Well, you can find me at your uh, Anderson Street Tattoo or at Tao Tattoos, my Instagram, and I can't remember my TikToks. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, sorry, but yeah, I also have that because I'm trying to learn. So we'll definitely have it on the podcast. We'll share it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, you guys, for oh, taking the time out. I know you guys drove quite far, you know, quite the distance to get here, but I'm so happy that we had this conversation. I feel so empowered. Same. Uh, right? Yeah. Like you just, feel, we feel so empowered and I think we're going to walk away from this more enlightened about and have a more of appreciation for this beautiful artwork. I feel comfortable in our own skin. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. So I thank show you my so tattoos. much. Sh- oh, I'm going to go home tonight. I'm like, mom, I have something to tell you right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if we don't hear from Selena in the coming days. <laughs> we know what happened. We I mean. know why. <laughs> Um, but also thank you so much you guys at home for listening and tuning in to another episode of Unapologetically Asian hope you enjoyed this episode Um, if you like what you listen to you can um, follow us um, on your favourite podcasting platform give us a rating or review that really helps us out share this podcast with your friends um, and we're also on social media and you can follow us on Instagram at Unapologetically Asian Asian being A-Z-N and on TikTok Unapologetically Asian Wonderful. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> we got that. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Setting love and good vibes. Bye.